Hello and welcome to another edition of Bertie and Paul. Uh, I'm delighted I've got uh, three heavyweights, heavyweights. <laughs> one from Glasgow, one from London and one in Dublin. So they're men, men, these men have made it in society. North they've... men, south men, comrades all, I think is what you ought to say there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so uh, uh, we'll go with Dan Devaney, he's just up the road. Mr. Devaney, how you doing? Not so bad yourselves. Yeah, good, good. And you probably heard uh, Mikey Dahl. Hi, good evening, Paul. And uh, Mikey's not been on for a while, he's been, he's been working hard, he's working hard, man, family man, he's sticking those late hours in. And uh, we've got uh, Housewife, the new Housewife's favourite. I was thinking to myself, I don't actually have a tie like the housewife's favourite and my dad thinks I, my dad loves all you guys but I think he likes Hendo Hendo the best at the moment, know what I mean? Because of his his use of the English language compared to mine <laughs> and Martin, how you doing? Yeah, good, thank you Good evening panel, good evening listeners <laughs> This is great So I I uh, yeah, I don't have much of a life, so I listen back to the podcast during the, during the week. And uh, 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 Mr. Uh, Martin Henry said, let's see what happens when we play, play Livingston again. We'll see what the difference would be. But I think you're really talking about after two games, I think. But uh, so... Was there a difference at the weekend? I mean, I'm not going to go negative because I thought Hibbs' performance was brown, but did you see a difference, Martin? So you did say it. We'll see the difference after 10 games. Or, you know what I mean? Was, was it just one of those days? What do you think? Um, I think the thing that jumped out for me at the game um, was obviously he went with a slightly different starting lineup, probably from what people expected in that Kyogo to to the best of everyone's knowledge was fit but started on the subs bench which I think from what everyone's seen of Kyogo if Kyogo's fit Kyogo starts so I think that was kind of one of the main talking points but I, th- I think the thing that I noticed in the game and I don't know how well it comes across on on the highlights was that we don't really have a, a mean streak in us um, so Livingston are quite a physical team they were physical under Gary Holt and they're still very physical under Martindale mm-hmm. and in and around the midfield area when we were trying to you know break them down and pick our passes they were they were quite physical and knocking us off the ball um you know and the crowd are calling for fouls all the time and I actually thought the player that was a massive miss in the game which will probably maybe get some booze is I thought we totally missed Scott Brown in that type of game Mm-hmm. Because um, McGregor and Turnbull just don't have that nasty bully streak in them, and you know the Livingston guys were were continually on top of them and physically, um, you know, giving them a good kicking at times. And there wasn't really anyone in our team who kind of took it to them so that those guys could be freed up to play the football. Um, so I actually thought he was a little bit of a of a miss on on Saturday, but the overall performance, um, yeah, it was just it was just one of those frustrating ones. The the Livingston team came, they sat so deep uh, in the first half; it was quite remarkable. 
Um, but in saying that, we were still getting chances in. In the first, I would have said, again, I don't, I don't keep a notepad at the game, but in the first 10, 15 minutes, it felt like uh, Ralston managed to do an overlap, which we typically haven't been doing either. Uh, get you know four or five decent balls in, but no one was getting on the end of it. Um, so I feel like in the first half there was still we were we were actually creating chances. Uh, the second half we seemed to be just didn't have any fresh ideas, and even the the kind of changes and the subs that were made it didn't really it didn't dramatically change how we went about things. It just seemed to be more of the same thing that wasn't really working for us in did, the first place. See Dan, see the thing is, did, Dan, did you see this coming? After the Hibs game, did you see the Liverpool-Livingston game coming, Dan? That's no, the result. No, no, no but man, no, but it, it's no a, a overall surprise to be honest. You know, I mean, we're always expected to win at Celtic Park, but we haven't exactly been, um, how would you say, fully free flowing. You know what I mean? The team has the. Like Martin made a good point that the, 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 there is a miss in there like someone like Scott Brown and everyone can see that it's plain to see that we don't have someone that can dig in etc um, and I think that we're always we're, we're, we're not as it's uh, what I'm looking for we're not, we're not the finished article by any means you know what I mean it's it's uh, definitely a transitional year and a result of that against Livingston wasn't a big surprise but I still think we should have we did enough to win the game you know what I mean? We just didn't take our chances. We should have scored the penalty. Um, but did I see it coming? No. Is that a surprise? No. See, the point The point for me is it's just statistically it's easy, It's better to get those Saturday games won because it puts it puts pressure on whoever's top of the league in the Sunday game. Oh, yeah. listen, it's a huge it's a huge miss because that was us we we caught up on Rangers, you know what I mean? That was us going ahead of them to mm. put the pressure right onto them. We should always be winning our home games, no doubt. Um but, and it's it's a huge miss and it just it's given them another boost, especially with the result on the Sunday. But Mikey, so Martin Henry's talking about uh Scott Brown, but was it not the case that we had Hibs of the week during the week and with forty minutes of just beautiful Tom Rogic and then suddenly he's not there? And then nothing really happened the second half, and it kind of continued into the weekend. Is that not? I mean that that's one way of looking at it. I mean, I, when you boys were sitting talking there, I was thinking, well, what's changed from those first couple of home games? Because we didn't Scott Brown in those first couple of home games, and we were talking, you know, putting six, five, and six past teams, and essentially they're teams that are coming to sit in and and defend at Celtic Park as well. So. Yeah, I mean maybe in, in the one off game, but I'm I'm kinda I'm quite puzzled by the, the drop off in the home performances recently, as much as I'm pleased that the away performances have picked up. Yeah, I don't I mean, I don't know the my biggest thing on on Saturday when I kinda when I saw the team handle you alluded to it there. You know, I mean, why is why is Kyogo on the bench? We're not good enough yet. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that, that's that's my issue. We're not good enough yet to just think, oh, well, we can rest you know, essentially our best player because it's just Livingston at home. We haven't uh, used the phrase, but we haven't earned the right to do that yet. So that's totally on the manager, that one Saturday, I think. I mean, you got a team like Livingston that are coming, they're going to put, I mean, the stats are just ridiculous, horrendous. They're, you know, 10 men behind the ball. The 
you know, the kind of heat map or whatever that I saw on, on the, you know, basically Livingston essentially didn't go over the halfway line for pretty much the whole game from what I could kind of see. How, how do you break that down? I mean, surely it is that, that movement of Kyogo that, you know, gives them something else to think about. You know what I mean? You do, when you're playing that Jack and Marcus up front, I mean, Livingston defenders probably the easiest afternoon they're going to have all year. I don't know. But so, is it not the case that, again, I'm just going to keep prodding away. And, is it not the case that Celtic have to give the guy a, a, a rest? And if we've got a squad and we've bought a, a striker of some note that now is up to speed, it, it, he should be able to 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 lead the line for Celtic, Danny. It'd be, I mean, Mikey, wait, am I just being... A bit simplistic. No, but I think I'd... there's a there's a time. So so I mean I, I just I'm not saying never rest the guy. I just think at home against Livingston when you've got a team that are only interested in in putting ten men behind the ball, he's probably your best outlet to try and break that down. I wait to Aberdeen when they need to come out a little bit. Yeah, I think you can rescue you'll go and play Jack and Marcus. I don't know. That, that's that'd be my view on that. Doesn't he dress it though? Like my assumption was that the, the injury he got when he was in, uh, with Japan is maybe just not fully healed yet. You know what I mean? He did come back a little bit quicker than we all thought. Um, is it possible just not healed yet? That was my first assumption. But you definitely shouldn't be resting him if he's fit. He plays. I mean, right, we, we're, we're not there yet where we can just drop and change players pretty easily. We need to get our best players on the park at all times. Is that right? Yeah. But. Is that an old-fashioned view, Dan? If he fit, he, if if he's fit, he plays. Is it not a case that Angie's kind of telegraphed and told us that he needs a, a squad so he can rotate because the boys are working tremendously hard? I'm not saying you're wrong, Dan. I'm just saying, is this? Are we looking at it from like you just keep playing the players every week? And he and, and Angie's saying, no, we can't. We've got to. We've got to see how this goes with different players uh, in the same position. Another way to look at it is maybe he's done his homework on Livingston, looked at the, the first game, looked at how they've been playing and thought, actually, I'd rather go with uh, a more physical player up front than than Kyogo. Um, that's me trying to defend. But he wasn't physical, but was he? He wasn't physical. He didn't, he didn't win the physical battle at all hence why when it looked like we were creating decent chances it, and certainly in the first half I seem to remember more good balls coming into the box and no one getting on the end of it that he he wasn't winning the the battle uh, you know physically to, to get in there and dominate and, and lose his man and you know movement wise as well he, he wasn't losing the defender so there might have been some logic that I I'm just going to play a, a more physical front man today because Livingston are going to be more physical, but didn't it didn't quite work out for him on, I mean, on that front. We played Aeti against... I mean, I, I remember that. I remember Pat, Pat Bonner on the radio talking about just how Aeti didn't move. It was basically statuesque up front against Livy and gave them absolutely... Again, gave the gave the two central defenders or whatever it was just like to eat another easy afternoon because he just worked... You know, wasn't trying to move them around. So if that's the conclusion he's came to, that that was the issue in the first game, then uh, well, I'm a bit concerned about that because I think it was more about you know how static we were and not you know not about the physical battle. Because I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but the way he plays, like 
you don't want to get in a physical battle if you've just got one striker up front and like your two wingers. You know, you want to be trying to get the ball wide or, you know, get, like having Furahashi kind of, I mean, break the lines. I, I don't know. Like, all... If Furahashi's fit, he plays. That's the bottom line. Yeah. He's one of our best players. He plays up front. He did. He didn't. He didn't. But I know he didn't. I know he didn't. That's the thing, problem. The thing is, it's Celtic buying players of, 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 of that quality. I mean, what I was watching, uh, I was watching a lot of the old, you know, the old facial expressions, you no, know, the old like, oh, look at me, I'm trying my best, and like it's not working for me. I hate watching football players give it all that because it, 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 that doesn't look as if he's he's really switched on. Like the over, I just like, mm, I mean, like it's, it's a big responsibility asking to hit a penalty kick in front of. 50,000, 60,000 Celtic fans. I mean, it just is. Uh, You've got to have have a bit of courage to... Because, I mean, really, McGregor McGregor or somebody will actually be hitting it just to get us over the line, you know? But if you're Uh, a striker and you're getting paid 15, 20 grand a week or whatever it is, that should be your bread and butter. Yeah, I would... It's it's the old adage. Yeah, I would agree with Dan Devaney that that's, you know... If you're a striker who backs himself, you're absolutely loving it if a penalty's given because you're like, this is a free hit. I'm not going to get an easier chance to score a goal today. Mm-hmm. And again, we shouldn't be buying players who can't play in front of 50,000, 60,000 crowds at Parkhead. That's that's what they have to be able to do. So if someone's not able to do that uh, and they don't have the right character to do that, we shouldn't be signing them. Um, so that kind of thing doesn't wash with me. If you're coming to play for us, one of the things that should be part of the, the assessment and the signing when we're doing our homework is, can this guy play in this type of environment? Um, and I hope it is yes. I don't think we should write the guy off because he, he missed a penalty, but you know he's a professional footballer. He's got a history of taking penalties. He didn't have a good day in missing the penalty and then shortly afterwards missing one from about six yards just kind of rounded off a horrible afternoon <laughs> but then that was worse than the penalty but the, the thing <laughs> is but like you're talking about a history of Celtic now have got a history of buying strikers that just are not up for it mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean I could sit here and just go through 20 strikers now that we've came to Parkhead and just went this, is, this isn't for me and I, I just thought this guy was a bit different I just thought he was yeah. going to be a well, bit different. I mean, we shouldn't have whether someone can step up and, you know, cope with it. You know, we shouldn't be signing players if they don't have the character to, to play for us. Yeah, I just... I, but then, yeah, that's where your your captain comes in and says, right, no, enough mess. And I know you're... Just uh, give me the ball. Win this for Celtic. Because, I mean... Anyway, that's, that's my view of it. I think you've got to get buried into playing for Celtic. And it's not... It's not. It's a. It's a, it's a different type of circumstance from playing in Holland or Japan and stuff like that because it's just different. And that's what the Rangers fans were thinking at the during the week. Is it the Rangers? The press. The Rangers fans are putting on their players. Is that been? Uh, is that having a drop in their performance? And I was laughing away at follow follow. Then, Hendo, do you think? Or Dan, do you thinking that the Celtic fans are having a? Because, I mean, it just doesn't make sense. That drop-off in performance from the, the Hibs' first 40 minutes to the weekend is just... I mean, we, we should have been in that game absolutely... It doesn't matter if we're playing who up front. We should have been absolutely flying it. Because that was the best Celtic football I'd seen 
from Celtic in a long, long time, that 40 minutes Easter Road. I thought it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, but I think, again, it's it's sport and it's it's a different match. That match is gone and done. And to hit that high level that we hit for that 40-minute period, you've already alluded to it. We couldn't sustain that for a whole match. Mm-hmm. You know, it dropped off in the second half. So by be, by having a stunning 40 minutes against Hibs, it doesn't therefore mean the next time you play a match at home that you're going to blow away your opponent because, you know, Livingston are going to have watched that match and thought, you know, that's probably, in a, in a way, worked against us because it meant that they were sitting... They were maybe going to sit on the the eighteen yard line, but decided to sit on the the six yard line. You know when they were when they were setting up their formation because they they were wary of you know what what we had in attack. So I think it's it's dangerous when you you do that and just think oh well we beat Hibs and we were amazing for forty minutes, so we should therefore be awesome on Saturday and just blow away whoever we're playing. You have to take each match in isolation, I think, and actually. You know, properly analyse what went right and you know where it went wrong. And it was a totally different game, as you say. You know, Levy sat in, Hibs weren't sitting in at Easter Road at the start. You know, Hibs were trying to play a bit, so it creates more space for us. So that's a big aspect of it. You know, eighty-four percent, I think, possession it was against Livingston. I'm getting, I'm getting annoyed with the possession stats. I don't like them. Eighty-four percent. Yeah, because. <laughs> because Roy Keane I know but that's the thing Roy Keane said I don't care I just want Man United to win Spurs can have the ball all day win the game and he said we uh-huh. used to we used to get into games with Ferguson and just say just don't care give them the ball but win the game and you remember watching it that's swashbuckling right let's go now possession stats and crossing stats which we t- touched on weeks ago didn't we we talked about the crossing and their ability, why we crossing the ball again? It happened again the weekend, and that was a bigger thing for me. I'm like, is it the case that if Livingston sit back and just sit there, and other teams do that, that we, if we don't have Tom Rogic or Kyoto playing, are we really going to struggle? And that that's that's a kind of that was that was something I didn't. I, I'm I'm sorry, Martin. I just always think football's a sort of it's a cycle, so that you start a run and then you just keep going. That's why I was really surprised that weekend. I just thought, Livingston will come calling and we'll blow them away. And then, mm-hmm. if you look at Rangers, think- Rangers then, Rangers cycle, I'm thinking, in, in a betting sort of point of view, they go one nothing down. And I'm thinking, wow. Ranger, and then Rangers Rangers had 50 minutes. They just, just blew my level out of the stadium. Like, total revert. I couldn't have predicted the weekend. I just didn't think that was going to happen, you know? We're not good enough to both teams away like that. At Celtic Park, when teams are sitting ten men behind the ball, yeah, weren't they? Yeah, but yeah, but I I thought we got over that hump. But you're right, Dan. You're right, Dan. It's a different team, different. It's, it's a different set of circumstances. But I thought, as Hendo was talking about, that sort of cutting edge, that sort of dig, you need to get in these teams' faces and put put them under pressure. I don't know. I just I just. I didn't like. I just didn't think it was. I just thought it was a strange, strange result. Strange result of the weekend. Yeah, no, it was. It was disappointing. Um, you know, given given the little run that we'd put together, 
Um, you know, because I think the last time I was speaking with Dan Devaney, we had drawn with Dundee United that weekend. And then since then, we had won. I think we'd won every game we've then played since that point. So, you know, yep. momentum was definitely on an upward trajectory. And if you were picking a result um, for us to drop points in that run, it probably, you know, it wouldn't have been at home to, to Livingston. No way, this no. But, I mean, the game itself, Livingston never really looked like scoring, um, which wouldn't have been the case four weeks ago. You know, we, we did look fragile at the back. We definitely look a bit stronger and more organised at the back. Uh, we, we've signed a good keeper. That You know, I'm pretty confident that that's a, a good signing for us. The, the central pairing seem to be a lot more comfortable on the ball now than they were a month or so ago. Uh, you know, so, so there's, de- there's definitely improvements and I st- we still created enough chances to win the game and um, we weren't clinical with those chances so you know the, the, the team has definitely improved the defence is better but yeah that, that game on Saturday we just we lacked a cutting edge up front and we lacked a bit of needle in the middle to to stop Livingston getting all their own way you know dominating us outside their own box and giving us no options yeah I just I, I just hmm. I, I'm, I'm just feeling as if that's, what, that's your job as a Celtic player is to win those games you get my drift like 100% but again like, the guys are not going to turn up day every single week like they know your Lennons and your Lamberts and your you know what I mean you can just keep churning it out and churning it out yeah, it's, it's difficult. Go yeah. back if you want to go back that far. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember my, those. I don't remember those days, Dan. I mean. <laughs> my biggest, my biggest bugbear in football is when you play a left back at right back and right back at left back. It just really annoys me. <laughs> just annoys you. And like we essentially have bought Croatia's number one right back and are playing them left back. I just I don't know. I just I maybe I mean maybe it's not even noticeable at the games handle, but I just think. That's he the is biggest frustration. He looks good. When you do that. He looks like a classic player. He does look good. <laughs> but is that not because we don't have a left back? Because oh. Tony Alves is playing brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> he got a new contract today as well. Did he? Doesn't doesn't yeah. he need a rest? Doesn't Tony Alves need a rest? I mean, no. Okay, right. <laughs> I just I don't know. I, I know um, the, the the young lad Montgomery is very raw. I, I take your, I take everyone's point on that. I take my own point on that. But I mean, he is not going to have to do any defending against Livingston. If there's a game where you can probably think, can we go with that young left back? Because he's a wee bit more offensive minded. Again, you're going to. Do you know what I mean? I, I'm guessing yeah, that that's okay. what you need against Livingston, and then play the Croatians. Croatia's number one right back. As he's right back, as a right back, I just I just feel like that's a a better use of our squad rather than just asking Tony Alves to go to the well one more time. <laughs> I, had a wee, uh, I, 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 I wouldn't disagree with you there. I think uh, Montgomery's a good wee player. I wouldn't have any hesitation in putting him in at left back. I would slightly disagree. Um, I think Ralston or Ralston. Depending on your pronunciation, he's Alves. Uh, yeah. Last week, last week it was Jackie Macamacos. <laughs> so, 
But I've been listening to Clyde Super Scoreboard and it's no better. There's quite a few <laughs> shouts on. Have called him Giacomo well. yet? Giacomo, um, the XXL clothes. Yeah, but Ralston's very strong in the air. When when teams hoof the ball up, he's pretty he's pretty good at winning winning the the headers at the back. Um, so he, he's act, he is pretty sound defensively. I know we never actually really focus on defenders' ability to properly defend. It's all about what they can do in the other half now, it seems. But he can actually defend. Um, he's pretty good at um, closing down players. He's, he's puts in some good, you know, last-ditch tackles. Um, so against Livingston, yeah, he scored some good goals. You know, so against Livingston, I think he, he, he would have been. A, a good option still. Montgomery, I think the games I've seen him, his decision making isn't great, uh, and he's given the ball away quite a lot. And I think in a game like Livingston, we'll obviously never know uh, hindsight uh, being what it is. But I, I would have thought in a game like that, where we're being frustrated, I could, I, I would have been more comfortable with uh, Juranovic playing left back than I would have of him coming forward and possibly making mistakes and you know getting the crowd on his back um i don't think it would have been a, a good game for him i think it would have been a a game where he was getting lots of uh <laughs> groans and moans at him Turn, turn um, if, he can, if he can't start against livingston at home then he's well not be at celtic my opinion but maybe we're doing i mean maybe i mean i listened to the this celtic state of mind this morning and you think that livingston is just a team which should just blow away and they were just talking as if they were just like they were, they were whinging about referees and stuff like that. I was like, okay, but the way they were talking, there was a sense of entitlement. I think Dan's probably put the put the nail. He's just nailed it. We are not as good as we as we as people think we should be at that stage. And to do that, you've got to turn up every game and play hard football against teams that are willing to sit in against you. You've really got to stick it to them. You yeah, I don't, I don't think we could say we're a team at the moment that nobody wants to play. Um, I think that we're a team that at home people probably still fancy their chances. Um, you know, we're not, we've not got that aura about us. I think to think that we're going to um, win every game and at home especially just blow everyone away. I think that probably is um, slightly misjudged on the back of you know a, a little run of of fixtures that we've just had but no, I'm pretty sure if we were playing Hearts at the weekend at Tynecastle and you asked 10 Hearts fans um, are, are you fearful of playing Celtic or would you you know what do you think I think they would still be pretty confident that they could take us at their own patch um, I don't think that would have been the case with a Brit you know in one of Brendan yeah. Rodgers better seasons obviously they smoked us one time at Tynecastle to end that kind of unbeaten run you know, so I think <laughs> I think still fancy their chances against us yeah, at I home. Suppose. Maybe yeah, it's just us. I mean, it's me getting a wee bit. Josh, had, I was driving back from a football game. I think I was driving back from somewhere, and Josh said, "I can't get uh, I can't get the radio to work." It was so Josh said, "I was just like Josh, look at the phone. Celtic scored yet? No. If I went Celtic scored yet, I was getting really frustrated. I was like, no, no, I'm like." Because again, all the talk was that Celtic were going to go top of the league. And I just believe, maybe I'm just a pure sucker. Yeah, probably. You've got to play the game first. Yeah, no, but I was, I was dreaming, I was dreaming of all sorts of stuff, man. 
Oh, listen, I, I thought we would have won. Well, I was <laughs> reading that, but as I say, it, it wasn't a surprise. I was, yeah. So the the, the next thing is uh, to talk about is, I suppose that it, John McGonagall could a good a point. Which I was going to argue with him, but I thought I'd just leave it. He's saying that he still thinks tactically and player for player, Rangers are better than us. Just now, and I, 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 I mean, thinking about it, so I thought I'd just throw the conversation into to, to you guys. My head says no. Maybe tactically, maybe better, maybe. But then, uh, Gerrard's been getting a lot of stick for not changing it. You know what I mean? And getting sort of muddied down in his way. But I just, I, I just think Celtic should have better players, but maybe we don't. Maybe I'm again looking at it. The green tinted spectacles, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly look at it with green tinted spectacles because there's absolutely no way that I can ever accept that they are player for player better or tactically better. So that's just a, you know, that's just hard for me to grasp full stop. So that would be a big admission to come out with that. But I think it, in the middle of the pitch, McGregor, Rogic, Turnbull, I think is is definitely a better midfield three than than what Rangers have, and you know it's it sounds not I've not watched their games, kind of read up on it a bit, but you know it sounds like when Davis doesn't play, they they lack a bit of a, a spark in their team. Um, so I, I think Aribo Aribo's a good player. Uh, we're, we're decent, but I, we've yeah. got the best three in Europe though, and. Jota, Abada and Kyogo so you know if we've got the best in Europe it must be better by, than Rangers by that definition so I just, and, then, uh, and ironically we leak less goals than them so we score more hmm. we concede less and I think we're better in the centre of the pitch so I would probably argue player for player we're in a better position and the, and the numbers kind of back up at the moment albeit not Premier League points because <laughs> <laughs> no. Mikey you just is that, yeah, I, I know yeah. it's. I know. I mean, John. John's passionate about his football, so he's just saying he thinks. And and I don't know if he's right yeah. or wrong. I I I, I don't know. Like, is Tavernier? Tav seems to be stepping up again. Golson. I don't know. I, don't, I just. It just kind of. Uh, it's one of these annoying Tav? ones. Don't call him Tav. <laughs> Sorry. Dad. Right. That's for that mob call. <laughs> Sorry. Moving on. <laughs> I, th- I think we, I, I don't know enough about the Rangers squad but I feel like we are massively disjointed as a squad like I read someone saying that he thinks we need to sign another defensive midfielder how many do we need how many do we want we've got Soro McCarthy Beaton now seems to be playing there McGregor can play there I've probably missed a couple more out <coughs> but then as you said earlier Paul Rogic Rogic is now out injured. I had him on the scrap heap last year, and now I'm looking, going, well, who can replace Rogic? You know what I mean? Like it's kind of. I just. I feel like we're really, for the way he wants to play. I think we're. You'd almost want like two players for every position. Kind of get like four for one position, just one for one other. And yeah, I mean, yeah. So don't know if it's a question of their squads better than us, but I think it might be better. Tune to kind of 
you know what I mean? Winning leagues or putting good runs together. Get, getting penalties. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I mean, that's a given. That's baked in. But yeah, so I, I don't know. Like It's better balance maybe rather than better players. Sorry, what politicians answer there. So <laughs> no, you're big theory. <laughs> Dan, come on, Dan, come on. Tell Dan, Dan's going to hit us with a straight bat. No, he's never, he's never going to say I'm never going to say either, am I? No chance. I know, but I just... Like, the Livingston games kind of took it out of me. I was kind of getting really excited because then I'm looking at the... I'm looking at the games coming up now and I'm thinking... Because Starfelt's injured as well now. So, yeah, Starfelt's injured and we've got Europe, Dundee away, Celtics and Johnston, Europe, and then Aberdeen and Aberdeen of... I've turned a corner. So we've only got... Did, when did Starfield get injured at the weekend? Yeah. Yeah, he had a... Hamstring. Yeah. It was a bit annoying. So this is one of these odd things that happened. So right, he he kind of signalled that he was injured just, just after half time. So they sent out um, Stephen Welsh to warm up. And I'm like, you've just had 15 minutes to warm up at half time in case you get a call up. So, and then they never even ended up bringing him, him on. It was, it was really bizarre. Uh, I should have got a picture of Strachan again. Oh my God, I did get one picture of Strachan. Livingston had one corner and yeah. Strachan straight out the dugout <laughs> over to the technical area with like the fingers up and trying to position people. <laughs> I was <going> to <laughs> straight on. <laughs> Yeah, when's the last time we lost a goal from a corner then maybe he's maybe he's uh, earning his corn now right. I don't know um, but yeah, yeah no Starfield injured um, <laughs> I think he tried to play on a bit and then just and then had to come off and when's Julian's not back for another couple of weeks isn't he? he's November he's due back but I don't know when November I just I love the I love the I love the the sort of scene and me, James, he comes back in the changing rooms for the first time, and everybody's all oh, the new players like, Who's this dude? Who's this wee guy? And he's like, I'm Jamesy, I'm me, Jamesy. You're the Jan- are you the Janny's son? No, 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 I'm a, I'm a football player. Me, Jamesy, coming back, he's going to change it all. Oh. By the time Paddy McCourt first turned up for training, <laughs> Strachan's like, Who the hell is this guy? <laughs> Never even knew about him coming. But yeah, I don't know, like, start. I'd, I just hope that, it, yeah. I just Paul, see see if those see if I'm those scared. results in October. Paul, see if those results in October had went slightly differently, and we beat Livingston at home, but drew with Aberdeen away at the start of the run, or yeah. whoever it was in the middles at Motherwell. You know, you'd probably been feeling. Sl- I mean, again, try to play devil's advocate. That was a pretty good October overall. But we came out of all those away games and we're like, right, we're okay, we're okay. We've done all these away games with Livingston at home and just a big pair of pants put on it and then we wander into November and it looks like there's no an easy game because I'm surely Charlie Adam will be getting himself ready for uh, revenge and with Dundee, you know what I mean? Just, it's never a nice place to go to, ever. Ever, ever. <laughs> if Ross County, if Ross County can go to Dundee and score five, you'd yeah. be extremely disappointed if you can't win at Dundee. Let's be honest. Pretty, pretty poor this season. So I know, but, but 
We've got hearts. Griffiths we've get, seems we've to get... be getting fatter by the week. He's working on his fitness. Guys, don't, 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 don't say anything. Don't. <laughs> oh, he can't play against his enemy, so. Can he not? No, no, because he didn't. No, he's on loan. Is he on loan? Yeah. I never got yep. that yeah, bit. Yeah. yeah. So, he wasn't in their match day squad at the weekend. I don't know if he's injured. Was he not? No, he's the Dundee's not a great place not. for him to be around, is it really? <laughs> so yeah. and the, the other reason the reason the other reason why I was my what do you call it you're getting your, your dander up was after that non-penalty decision because that's what what would have wanted against Aberdeen I was getting really, really I mean Dan was seeing texts from me I was getting really annoyed like I think I phoned everybody just to rant about like Rangers not playing fair and you know what I mean just like old I was getting really really annoyed and in my brain I'm thinking we're going to be top of the league and they're going to fall apart and my wee you know it just didn't happen Rangers <laughs> oh. yeah. maybe that's but that but trying to worry Paul that if we win all our games from now till the end of the season we'll be champions so it's still completely in our control don't yeah. don't beat yourself up. No, I'm not. I'm just, I just, yeah. I like momentum in football. I like the, I like this. Uh, so here's a question, Hendo. I learned something, Dan Devaney. Maybe you can. So if you use your Celtic season ticket mm-hmm. on the telly, you activate it. Nobody can sit in your seat. Would that is that right? So you, you oh, activate your Celtic uh, season pass? I think you can still get access to Celtic TV, um, but that possibly means that someone can't use your card. I don't know. It, it might be a thing. Because um, I was thinking, because Marty Claire was talking about it, she's like, no, when I activate the card, I says, well, who sits in your seat then? Fully expecting, you know what I mean? Someday we, mm-hmm. we cousin Andy be sitting there, but apparently no. So is that is that counted in? That's just mad for me, surely. It just it seems like so you're, watching, so you're watching the game from home, but yeah. you're not allowed to get into your ticket to go and sit in your seat. So technically, you're still yeah. watching the game, but you're doing it from the comfort of your own home. Yeah. So if you if you if you're at the game and someone gets your login and they log in, you get like ejected out. <laughs> 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 Lowell comes down looking funny. Lowell put in lights, and before he went, he stuck in 60,000 springs. Stream of the Livingston game. Martin Henry has just hit the roof. No, he's physically just hit the roof. His dad's logged in. His dad's logged in for a quick scooby. And Martin Henry's like, thank I've never heard of that one. That's a that's an interesting one. Because I, I I was yeah. looking at Claire because I was asking Claire like Claire, wait, Claire, do you set your full Celtic strap on? I mean, she's like, no, I just because I was looking for ways why we were getting beaten Livingston or drawing Livingston. I was thinking, I was blaming Claire for not wearing the full Celtic gear. I mean, <laughs> doused in holy water while she's watching the game, but she says she wears green. <laughs> So I was kind of disappointed because Claire always wears green. I mean, I was like, what a bit more of an effort. 
So you need to find that out, Hindu. You have to. You have to. Obviously, I, th- I think the springs is a bit far fetched, <laughs> but the other stuff. <laughs> no, if if, uh, if a steward walks up to me at the next game and says, "Excuse me, Mister Hendry, you need to leave." Paul Kane's just logged in to watch this. <laughs> Paul Kane's just logged in. He's goals for the fifteenth time. <laughs> oh man. But anyway, so we're, we're, we're not, I don't know, I see that's the thing about having this podcast, I don't know if I'm confident, Dan, come on, Dan, you're always good for your, your, your stoic sort of views in the world and your sort of long range, are you, I mean, we're not going to be 20 points behind at Christmas, like we thought a couple of weeks ago, but are we just going to be, I don't know, what, what would, what would have Walter wanted, Dan? Ten penalties. Ten penalties. <laughs> what would have Walter wanted? Who gives a? Um, <laughs> he's he's gone. Um, no, I think like, I think we're in a good position. Do you know what I mean? As I say, I'm not worried that we drew at the weekend. It's it didn't work out for us. I think um, November's obviously. As I say, there's I don't think there's too many tricky games. Done DOA St Johnson at home. It's not really big ass. December's always a huge month into when there's like seven games. Um, I'm not too concerned about the European games. I say that's that's a second thought this season, definitely. But if we beat Ferenc Faros on Thursday, away from home, it's no doubt going to be a big boost again. You know what I mean? After a disappointing result, so. Mm. But I think we should like Rangers are great. You know what I mean? That whole thing about they're a better team and is better tactically and stuff. I don't agree. I definitely don't agree. We're going to go on that. Um, he must. He must have just been an angry man that day. <laughs> he was angry. He was angry. Aye, that's, that's so, usual. Dundee, uh, December eight <laughs> games. But then, I mean, is this a Tom Rogic? Tom gets injured and you don't see him for four years. Is this because as Mikey Dow says, we seem to like to have him playing in the team now. But is this going to be one of the Tom just just takes a takes a sabbatical? And if that's the case, then are you more confident? Or less confident now, you know what I mean? Until we get to, I was looking at the guy we're supposed to be buying from the the J League, and he looks he looked well. I read his his synopsis and athletic, and it looks pretty s- s- standard, just like Kyoto was, you know. So he, to answer your question, you you definitely be less confidence with Rogic out for a while because he's been playing so well. Yeah, you know what I mean. Is that a striker in Japan? It's a striker-ish. A, de- a defensive midfielder. Just don't let the Croatian internationals play there. That would be stupid. <laughs> um, in December as well. Remember, we'll, we'll, it'll be the league cup final if we get to that as well. So that one of the league games will get put put to the side, won't it? If yes, we get to the top. Well, Hibs, Hibs, are, Hibs have got COVID. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, Melton. Can you go? In the season when McGregor was out, though, and we still had Rogic, we had a, a bit of a stutter then. Um, you know, it's only actually been since McGregor came back into the team that we've had this really strong run of form. Um, I would, you know, I would say he's he is the most influential player of those three. Um, so if I was picking one to be injured, it wouldn't be him at this point. I would. I would take Rogic or Turnbull, but you know Rogic has definitely been on fire. There's there's no doubt about that. But McGregor just makes everything tick, and then, yeah. you know 
was definitely a, a massive loss in that in that position. At least if 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 Rogic is out, you can bring in Beaton, who did okay on Saturday. You would hope at some point James McCarthy, there's a return on investment in his in his long deal that he could play that position and McGregor can play up with with Turnbull. Um, mm. You know, it's, it's sorrow. I, I kind of just don't know that that's that's ever going to work out. That one now seems to McCar- get worse. M- McCarthy's your Daniel Prodan, definitely. He was in he was in the squad on Saturday, but he obviously never. Never came on, but he was back in the match day squad, having been out it for a few weeks. Okay, he's just got to be Mister Injury, isn't he? You can see it. I just, yeah, I'm just sort of see. I, I see again. The discussion about the Hibs game was that Celtic played the game out, but Angie has never ever said he's ever ever stated that his teams will play games because people are just. I was reading loads of stuff they're saying oh, Celtic just took the foot off the gas and played the game out and they controlled the game and got the win and I was like Angie's never ever 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 said his teams will do that he says they're relentless to 90, 93rd minute mm. and I think once Roderick left that stadium we just we were just like oh. just and then I I thought Carter Vickers looked knackered the weekend as well I thought he looked really tired yeah also, just just Dana, I know I like uh, I like doing this to you and Mickey Dallas. I looked at uh, uh, Angie's Japanese run, <laughs> so he's uh, Yoko Ashi, whatever they're called, and uh, yeah, it goes like four wins, a draw, four wins, a loss. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, here we go. <laughs> so good, we're going to have four wins now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Mikey, that economics master's degree is just, it's just, it's not, you can't, it comes at a different place, different <laughs> parts of your life, you know what I mean? But see, on the, the relentless point, you didn't say, I don't know, I think if you're 4-0 up, that, you know, you can play the game differently at that point. I think it's different if you're you're 1-0, 2-0, but once you're at 4-0, I think, there's always got to be a tipping point where you don't have to keep playing 100 miles an hour and can you know manage the game a little bit better and take the proverbial foot off the gas. <laughs> um, that's just human instinct. That Why would you continue to absolutely break yourself, especially when you know you've got a game coming up at the weekend against a stuffy Livingston side? <laughs> stuffy. Remember that one years ago, Mike? It used to be like if you're up two nothing against Rangers, you don't put the foot down. Remember? And you're like that would just used to drive me absolutely nuts. You're like just beat them as badly as you can. What was it? Man United versus Ipswich. Remember that? When they beat them nine nothing, they just absolutely just pumped them. Oh the, shot, the shots Bonacord managers spinning in his game. <laughs> 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 That's your little your little red book, isn't it? You're like, oh, look, 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 there you go. <laughs> Can I speak your records? Always it. Hey, that's the last thing just before we go then. So much cheating going on. Unbelievable. 2021. Should Scottish football get Varma? You're like, they just find another way to cheat, isn't it? I mean, it's just, it, it, I'm leaving to talk about it. It was just unreal. At 44 years old, they can have ghost penalty kicks that three people on the Copeland Road see a pull of a jersey. 
and they're still getting away with it. That's half of my lifetime, and they're still doing it. Oh yeah. man, I was just, I was so annoyed on Friday morning, Thursday, Friday morning, Thursday journey. I was so annoyed. And I don't, oh. Well, don't tarnish your podcast talking about it. You need to go and de-stress in a dark room, so you're halfway there. Your man dressing up is beaten. But it was really funny for Halloween, but we'll leave it there. Anyway, that was fantastic. The guys, thank you so much. Uh, the three the three, the three, legends are on, I mean. One day, Betty will get his kids three standard grades and he's higher than their degrees. <laughs> Unfortunately, the computer took away the last precious moments of this podcast, or maybe fortunately for some people. But look, it just, it was us at the end saying thank you so much for listening to us, and uh, hopefully we have a good November coming up. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye bye.